Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bet the Edge. Thanks for watching our NBC Sports YouTube channel. It's Drew and Vaughn. That means it's a Thursday. And fun fact, first Thursday of 2024, baby. Uh, we're breaking down the natty, Drew. Washington versus my Michigan Wolverines. Go blue. Uh, we're also talking some NFL. It's Steelers at Ravens on Saturday, Eagles at Giants on Sunday. Two big games worth breaking down. I need my... Uh, I need your opinion on my survivor pool pick later in the show. And we're also going to talk about conference future odds in the NFL because uh, I see some plus 350s, plus 400, plus 550s floating around. I'm like, you know who I need to talk to? The well capper. Uh, so how was your happy holiday? How was your holidays, man? Merry Christmas. It was happy great, holidays. man. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. Uh, college, college bowls ended with an absolute exclamation point. Um, okay. NFL was a disaster, but that's okay. Uh, not going to win any <laughs> millions in contests, but that's okay. We'll come back next year. Um, no, it was a lovely time. Got to spend a you know, good amount of time with my folks, my brother, his family. Did some traveling on the East Coast. Got back safely. No issues. First time forever. I feel like there's there was no weather uh, impacting travel. No uh, delays. It was just smooth sailing. So uh, had good travel karma. And then uh, yeah, New Year's Day bowl games were just flat out awesome. Uh, the appetizer of the morning games, all three went my way. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Big Blue comes through and uh, Washington, too. Uh, that was uh, quite uh, uh, yeah. quite a fun set of outcomes. Yeah, no, I love the games, too. I had a great finish to the night. Um, LSU first half got me, but I came back with LSU mm. full game. I, I live bet them because I thought that was going to go their way. Uh, sneaked in that Iowa under 35, Drew. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, talk about a fourth and goal or fourth and two uh, on the three-yard line, and they get down to the one, and they don't snap the ball, and the under comes through. I mean, college football has been bananas. I love it. Um, and I appreciate you texting me as soon as Michigan beat Alabama in 0-2-2. Uh, you know, a few people texted me, and I feel like those people were close to my heart. So I, I appreciate you, Drew. Um, let's talk about the blue, man. Blue versus purple. Uh, Washington versus Michigan. Wolverines are laying four and a half. The total is at 55 and a half. And uh, fun fact, I'm in a contest to win a uh, free cabana at Circus Swim in Vegas. Free food, free drinks. I need Michigan minus four and a half. But I, what I really need to win the contest, Drew, is the over 55 and a half. And I like that bet a lot because I think Michigan is scoring at least four touchdowns in this game. And I think Washington, best offense mm-hmm. by far 
Michigan has seen all season. So Michael Penix is going to have some fun out there too. Interesting takes. Um, see, I, I can support an over, but I feel like it's going to be a little fragile game state because you're going to need Washington to score garbage time points. Um, because I think as you line up and just go, this is pretty clear advantage Michigan for you know for me at least on both sides of the ball. Um, not expecting a big air it out game from the Michigan quarterback because he is a little bit prone to doing some things that make you scratch your head. Um, but uh, that said, the Michigan trench warfare is going to be um, outstanding this one. So they're going to be able to create, create some holes. You'll have some explosive plays in the run game. Uh, and I think uh, Michigan's going to be able to march and score. And then on the flip side, uh, at you know that D-line uh, for Michigan coming in, rested and ready and kind of on fire early in the game, I think is going to be hugely impactful. Um, you saw some times I thought during the sugar bowl where uh, the Texas D line kind of made their impression on that game. Um, and I think there's going to be a healthy serving of that from Michigan. So I'm with you on Michigan four and a half. I was leaning towards under just because I thought, man, there's a realistic chance here that Michigan just puts a lid on them and wins this thing. Like, you know, ugly <laughs> 31 yeah. seven kind of deal um but uh i hear your your points and actually like no no shade on michael Penix jr like he's amazing he's got an awesome set of weapons they may hit some explosive plays um you know with their backs against the wall they're gonna have to air it out uh and if it you know if those if those uh kind of explosive attempts in the second half of the game come through for washington uh, i think you could be talking about uh you know threatening this total so um <clears throat> most likely outcome for me Michigan first half, first half under, Washington second half, second half over, uh, and I think mm-hmm. Michigan wins and covers. Uh, and I think uh, you know the totals probably uh, a little bit of a, a tougher handicap, but uh, I'll ride with you on the yeah. over if, if you're if yeah, you're, no, you're feeling it. Yeah, no, I mean Michigan should have had a lot more points against Alabama. I mean, uh, you know, they had a couple you know errant throws where it's right behind a receiver, receiver trips and falls. Uh, they had a couple penalties not go the way. Of course, they had the punts where the receiver, you know, fumbled the punt and Alabama got the ball there and ended up scoring. So Michigan could have done a lot more damage in that game. It was definitely theirs for the taking. They let Alabama hang around there. And I wasn't on the Alabama team total in the last game because I liked the over 45, 44 and a half, 45 in that game, uh, which just came through in overtime. Everything came through for overtime in me for me. Uh, but I look at this offensive line for Washington, Drew, and it, I think it is one of the best in the country, if not the best. They won the award for the best O-line in the country. And that's going to be a little bit of an issue because you saw Michigan went six, seven sacks on Jalen Miller. Like, they got after him. They caused the center to have multiple snap issues. Uh, and I think that could be an issue here to some degree if they can get pressure on Penix, which not many teams have been able to do, especially Oregon and Texas uh, failed to do that. But uh, I'll remind you too, Drew, I had the uh, under. I ca- I cashed out of my over 63 and a half in the Washington game last week against Texas. Okay. Um, didn't play the under, but I took it in my contest. And uh, there was, it looked great until there were 14 points scored in a minute and a half before halftime, final yeah. two minutes. Um, and that's how quick some of these teams can score. And I think Michigan will have that ability uh, against Washington. So uh, yeah. my score prediction, Michigan 38. Washington 27, Washington cuts it, it's 31-20, Washington scores a touchdown late, Michigan breaks one open, Blake Corum down the sideline, scores a touchdown, makes it a bigger game than okay. it was, Michigan wins by 11. What's your okay. prediction? Um, I think it's going to be more like 
21-7 at halftime. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan in complete control. Uh, and then, um, you know, after a scoring drive, we'll make it 28-7. Then there's uh, the uh, uh, Washington has to uh, try to play a little bit of comeback mode to get close. So I'll go 31-21. 31-21. All right. So slightly hitting the under for you, uh, which, yeah, I could see why. But uh, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great cap to the season. So hopefully everyone's tailed along all season for college football made some money, and uh, we'll have one last show uh, Monday morning before the game. So check that out Monday at 1 p.m. But um, we also have a big doubleheader, Drew, in college basketball. You don't want to miss this doubleheader of Big Ten basketball in the Great Lakes State this Thursday, baby. The action starts with Penn State takes on Michigan State at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, followed by a nightcap of Minnesota at Michigan. Go blue at 9 p.m. Eastern. Both matchups can be found exclusively on Peacock. Uh, two great college basketball games. Got back in the college basketball caps myself. Now that the calendar has flipped um, and college football is about to be over. So excited to uh, bring college basketball and NBA to the show, Drew, here on Thursdays moving forward. Uh, but we still have Thursday. We still have football to cover. No Thursday night football, but we have Saturday and Sunday football. Uh, Steelers at Ravens is where we'll start. My Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't love them. I still don't love them after the last four or five weeks. They're laying three and a half, Drew, at Baltimore, over under 36 and a half. Baltimore's likely going to rest a lot of players, right? That's the assumption here? Well, certainly Lamar. <clears throat> We've seen now the last of Lamar Jackson in the regular season. This is now the Tyler Hundley show. Uh, and uh, for those reasons, the market is not interested in Ravens at all. Um, Ravens, by all accounts, at least from, uh, from Harbaugh today, has said only Worley is a scratch. Uh, he thinks the rest of the guys are going to have a chance to play, if not a full game, at least go for, you know, get, get their, get their legs under him for a quarter or a half. We'll see. Um, Steelers are going with Kenny, with, uh, Kenny, P- oh, what? Well, no, Kenny Pickett has been, uh, he has been scratched. This is now the, this is now the, uh, uh, the Ru- Mason Rudolph show. Um, amazing that uh, the Kenny Pickett has basically been a healthy scratch now in two weeks, or at least uh, you know has been devoted to second unit behind Mason Rudolph. But Mason Rudolph's been playing fine. Um, I mean, he got he got Mike Tomlin to his ninety ninetieth consecutive winning season, or whatever it is, um, <laughs> and so he earned the starting job in week eighteen. Um, but, uh, you know, realistically, uh, I think the Steelers have kind of flipped in terms of how you want to handicap them. They're not really anywhere close to as strong of a defensive team as we remember from earlier this season. Um, they're mostly getting it done through the air on offense with a healthy dose of Najee Harris and, uh, Warren on the ground. So it's, it's kind of a different vibe. It's a different feeling. It's a dozen, not the same team that we have the season's worth of data on at all in terms of how they're playing right now. So um, yeah, they can get this win. And uh, I mean, <clears throat> the real funny wrinkle on this one, Vaughn, is that it actually behooves the Ravens to lose um, because a Steelers win uh, keeps the door open for keeping the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs. Now it's uh, going to be contingent on Miami beating Buffalo, but uh, basically uh, Ravens losing and uh, kind of keeping the Steelers in contention for the seven seed could ultimately wildly improve their chances of winning a Super Bowl. Because I got to tell you, of the teams that can go into Baltimore and win in the playoffs, uh, the Bills are one of them and the Steelers mm-hmm. are not. Uh, so this is kind of a, a pretty big uh, opportunity to uh, kind of 
potentially knock out one of your bigger opponents. So uh, kind of an interesting uh, little subtle wrinkle that I will be keeping my mind on my eye on as we see how the Ravens elect to, uh, you know, kind of send out players. You know, this this has a very kind of preseason second half kind of a feel, right? Like this is going to be guys you've never seen or heard of getting some run for the Ravens. I'm glad you just said that Um, because, you know, I I initially liked the Ravens in this spot, um, but I didn't want to go full game with them. And I was thinking first half Ravens is probably far far more appropriate. They'll come out, they'll play physical, play around with the Steelers to some degree, and then in the second half they'll play with their food um, and leave the (laughs) door for the Steelers to win the game. And, you know, this is a lot different playing on January 3rd rather than January 10th. January yes. 10th, you're absolutely taking the Ravens no matter what the number is in the playoffs against the Steelers. Uh, but January 3rd, you might consider the Steelers. But full game, Drew, I still – we've seen them do this 2020, 2021. The Steelers had the same exact situations, and they lost those games. They went to the playoffs one one year because uh, they got lucky and they went and got blown out by the Browns. Um, you know, we've seen Pittsburgh fail in this spot routinely too. And I don't see much difference between Mason Rudolph and the past two or three Steelers teams in January. Uh, so I, I still like the Ravens here, but I, I would go Ravens first half. So I, I like yeah. your uh, your take okay. the last second. Uh, real quick macro thoughts on Steelers. Um, clean, clean sweep of the quarterback position for next year? I mean, Starting I would over. love that. It's not going to happen, but I would love that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I don't think any of these guys are the answer, but – we, there's an episode earlier in the year where you and I were on, on the show. We were talking, and I said, you know, I went to Steelers camp uh, three or four times, and it was pretty clear that Mason Rudolph could throw a football 20, 30 yards more accurately than Kenny Pickett. Uh, but you're going to give Kenny Pickett that opportunity to grow and be a quarterback you hope that could be the future quarterback first. But the fact that they gave Trubisky the second ch- the chance before Mason was simply was because weird. of money. It was because okay. of money. And okay. now the fact that you're like, okay, we got we we just got bamboozled by Mitch Trubisky. We're gonna eat this and move on from that. Uh, you know, it's a little too late for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If Mason Rudolph was the quarterback all season, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you this is an 11 or 12 win team. This team probably has one more win, um, but the offense would have been more capable all year long. And Matt Canada might have had a job still. Um, hmm. Throw that out there too. If Mason Rudolph was the quarterback, uh, which sounds stupid, but it's very true. I'm telling you. Uh, all right, Wait, let's talk one about of the another. jobs of the offensive coordinator is identifying the best talent and going to war with them. Yeah, and I mean, Kenny Pickett throwing three yard uh, passes to the running backs out the backfield right away. I mean, yeah, not the best <laughs> offense. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that? Um, another offense that struggles, Drew. You know, they've had their quarterback carousel this year. Uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed the ride of Tommy DeVito and company, but uh, the Eagles are laying four and a half. They're playing their worst football this season, man. Um, right now, last since their bye week, they played the toughest schedule up until the Giants and Cardinals. Coming off the loss against Arizona, you'd like to take the Eagles here, am I right? Everyone you know, wants to know. I'm gonna make a case for the G G G G man. Um, the Eagles are broken, man. They're broken. Yeah, they look bad. The defense is broken. They can't generate pressure. They're being coordinated right now by Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is telegraphing what he is intending to do in ways that is making it very straightforward for offenses to make a couple make a couple maneuvers and boom. Now you have completely neutralized any semblance of a pass rush. In fact, the over and over and over again theme of rewatching that Cardinals game was where's the son Reddick? Where's Reddick? Where is he? He's your best pass rusher. Why isn't he involved? What's happening? And it was this very clear schematic decision 
uh, by the Eagles that effectively took him out of the game and Patricia never adjusted and Patricia is not the answer, like extremely not the answer as far as a defensive coordinator for today's NFL. Um, and the Giants got to face him two weeks ago. And so the idea that the Giants aren't going to have a lot of the same answers for what to do uh, against this Eagles team and now they're doing it with Terod Taylor uh, for a full game and they're doing it with Jalen Hyatt who continues to emerge as a real deal um, you know, threat in the NFL combined with Slayton, who can now create deep passes, and Wandale Robinson, who's playing well, and uh, and Darren Waller, who still has uh, something up his sleeve, and Saquon Barkley, who's playing for his future uh, compensation. Like, there's a lot of guys playing for stuff on this uh, Giants offense, and they're get to take on an Eagles defense right now that might be second or third worst in the NFL, and that's a problem because the Eagles are on the road here. The Eagles aren't playing for anything, and the Eagles might check the scoreboard at halftime and see that the Cowboys have put up. A a 21 spot on the commanders in the first half and that that game is effectively over and the Eagles are locked into the five, at which point why you would put any of your guys in harm's way in the second half is beyond me. So there are um, definitely um, kind of complications to this handicap in terms of speculating about what the coaches will do for the second half that make it more inclined to take the Giants, not just plus the points, but take them on the money line. Uh, I bet some Giants plus three uh, plus 210. And I think uh, you can still get plus. I can still get that price around, uh, which is surprising to me because uh, I think there's a realistic chance here that the Eagles are really kind of checked out, not just on this game, but have to kind of do a hard reset before they get to uh, you know playoff football. So um, <clears throat> you know, Eagles need a break. Eagles need a rest. Eagles need to get some guys healthy, and they're not playing good football. So all reasons, in my opinion, to look Giants here, uh, and uh, ultimately, if the Eagles' offense does what they did in the first half against the Cardinals. Like I, 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 and maybe I'm a prisoner of like recency bias. I laid it with the Eagles, man. And the fact that they had a comfortable cover in hand going into halftime at home against a team that's playing for nothing. And then you, you cough that up. It was like, what has happened? What has happened? What, how do we get here? How do we fix this? And I don't know if Sirianni has the answers. These guys just look like they need to completely reset personnel on the defensive side and get Matt Patricia the heck out of there. So, um, yeah, all, uh, all kind of reasons for me to have uh, doubts about the Eagles right now. It's two straight weeks. The Eagles have had covers in hand, and they've blown them. I mean, on yes. Christmas against the Giants, I told you I took them in my survivor yes. pool, and I'm still oh, yeah. sweat, sitting there sweating on Christmas my family, and I'm like – are they really going to let the Giants hang around and win this game? Like, you can't be serious. Uh, and the same thing with the Cardinals, but it flip-flopped to where now I want the Eagles to lose, Drew, uh, against the Cardinals. So I'm over here rooting for the Cardinals, and I'm excited. Uh, but then the Giants, you know, could have knocked out 32% of the field last week against yeah. the Rams, and they didn't do Ooh, it. So I, I really have hard feelings against the Giants with my recency bias right now. And they helped me the week prior. But uh, – Honestly, I'm with you because it's a situation where, you know, I spoke to a few people that are not sharps or do this for a living by any means, but all of them were saying, oh, the Eagles, the Giants are going to lose just for draft position. And I'm like, I don't think the Giants are. They've been playing their best football, playing competitive, yeah. and they want to end the season on a high note. And for them, being the Eagles would make their season right now. Like, that would be a nice cap yeah. to their season. Super Bowl. Uh, and for the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, Eagles 0-5 in the last five games, 1-4 and straight up, literally playing the worst football. And I saw another place, uh, an odds maker said, if it's Eagles at Bucks in the first round, the yeah, Bucks Eagles, are going to open Bucks. as a one-point favorite. That sounds right and, to me. Uh, <clears throat> and I was mind blown. The fact that you agree with that, I was going to ask you, blows my mind. That's how bad the Eagles are playing right now. 
Yeah, I mean, a ton of it is health. Like, if Darius Slay comes back, if they're at full strength on the offensive line, if Devontae Smith is fully practicing, my opinion of the team is a little bit different. Um, They've been bitten by the injury bug combined with just performing very, very, very poorly on on defense. And the defensive performance are tricky because some of it is personnel. Some of it is there's tape on how to beat these guys. But a lot of it is scheme and Matt Patricia being a little bit of a kind of an easy book to read. Uh, you know, the book is out on Matt Patricia. People know how to beat this defense. So um, that's spooky. Uh, and it kind of has me uh, doubting that the Eagles are going to be able to find a way to write the ship this year, even though like <clears throat> there are clearly aspects about this Philly team that I still like. <laughs> I like their, I like Jalen Hurts. I like that they have playoff experience. I like that they... Uh, have a um, you know a, set, a dynamic set of wide receivers and Smith when healthy and AJ Brown who's top five clearly uh, and Dallas Goddard's back so you have a weapon at the tight end position to help diversify things your running attack is fine uh, your offensive line is amazing your head coach makes great in-game decisions about offensive things uh, the problem is are you if you can't put away you know a 14 point lead what are we doing here guys yeah I agree, man. I, I, I like all the things you said because it's so hard for me not to sit here and say, man, if the Eagles are plus one or pick them against the Bucks, I'm hammering the Eagles. Like, I'm absolutely taking that Eagles team, even in their bad form, against Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. But would I be shocked if the Bucks kick a game-winning field goal to beat the Eagles 30-27? to 27? Not at all. Uh, so, you know, I just don't like this current form for the Eagles. So I'm with you, Drew. I, I would take the Giants here. I think the Giants want to play the spoiler rule. And uh, you got to find those little rivalries where teams really want to uh, ruin seasons. I don't think the Ravens <laughs> care as much about beating the Steelers as the Giants do compared to the Eagles. But we'll see on Saturday and Sunday, my friend. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. Ah. Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now, download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango, it's your ticket to the movies. Uh, We'll also be seeing pretty soon some PGA Tour. You ready for Mm. that, Drew? Oh, yeah. Yeah. PGA season tees off in Hawaii, baby, of all places. This week, it's the golf's biggest stars hit the links. Luhainu, it's the century, and you can watch Thursday through Sunday on NBC, the Golf Channel, and Peacock. Uh, any of you have been doing some golf, Captain Drew? Uh, I am a very poor 
golf better. <clears throat> I do not have the sophisticated models that the market makers do, which means I get my pocket picked when I bet golf. Uh, but uh, it's a great tournament. The uh, Kapalua, if you've never been, uh, north uh, shore of Maui, um, beautiful. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of interested to see, uh, like get a little read on the state of the area. Like that's kind of in the area that had suffered from the uh, wildfires, um, you know, back in the, uh, in old 2023. So, uh, yeah, definitely interested, uh, about the, um, uh, you know, just how Maui's recovering. Yeah. It'll be certainly interesting to see. And, uh, old 2023 drew something you said there, man, so long ago, right? <laughs> you know, back in the day, uh, you remember, you yeah, remember back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of time has passed. Uh, I was in Uber today and the guy was telling me, hasn't time flown by? I'm like, we're going to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> let's talk about AFC. Um, I've been trying to figure out who I want to bet because Drew, I, I missed, I missed my, sure. my, my claim to fame. All right. Sure. You know the Michigan Wolverines are my team all year. I sure. miss oh, the future. Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Michigan Ravens. Oh, no. What was I thinking? Uh, but now I think all the values on the Chiefs at 4-1, to one, man. They're a pretty healthy football team, but they're also not playing the best football. Yeah, it's a big price, though, and you're right. Um, so we are at the stage of futures markets where – Price is everything. Um, you know, there is a very straightforward um, way to take game expected game lines, like we were just postulating about uh, Bucks Eagles, right? You could take your power ratings and come up with, well, you know, if, if this team beats this team, their likely next opponent will be this team. What would that price be? What would that money line be? If I roll over these money line prices, am I going to do better than this future price? Like that's the exercise you have to go through right now to kind of maximize um, uh, any type of future value in these conference pools. The key for doing that is path. Okay. Because the golden rule about playing futures in anything, right? Uh, college basketball, March Madness. Uh, Australian Open coming up in tennis. Uh, NFL playoffs is a little bit more complicated because it's not a fixed bracket. Um, but what you want to try to get down on is a price that could potentially get better while your team does nothing, right? Path is everything. And the Chiefs do make sense at this price for two reasons. What percent chance did the Miami Dolphins beat the Bills this week, in your opinion? I mean, 40, judging by the market, yeah, I was going to say, I was really going to say 35 to 45 percent. Yeah, 45 you can behind. bet into the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs are locked into the three, and if the Chiefs, if the yeah, and then you can kick your feet up and watch uh, Sunday Night Football where the Bills play the Dolphins. Dolphins can knock the Chiefs out of the playoffs. I mean, excuse me, excuse me. the Dolphins can knock the Bills out of the playoffs, yeah. or the Dolphins lose that game, and that's you know that's your opponent in the three six, right? So you're either you bet the Chiefs, you're drawing a relatively soft beaten up opponent in the three, six or one of the other, the, the second favorite in your division, me, the second favorite in your conference gets knocked out uh, before they even play a game. Right. So like there is literally um, one way upside right now on the chiefs mm-hmm. price. Like you could wake up before we've played a single playoff game and their price is going to be better. Now, yeah. if we kind of kind of carry that through to, you know, what else, you know, what else is about their path? Like, um, Almost, it's pretty likely that the winner of the two seed will be the you know will will be their opponent in the second round of the playoffs. Now, if that's the Bills, 
you're not really gaining any value, right? You got yeah. a tough first round matchup. The Bills are probably going to be eight ish points favorites against whoever they draw in uh, that wild card round. And so you're probably headed to Buffalo. Um, but the bullies in the AFC are the Ravens. And for whatever it's worth, you don't have to play the Ravens until you get to the AFC championship game, right? So that being a little bit removed is, I think, a good thing as well because. You're, you know, if you have a Chiefs, Chiefs future, number one, you're rooting for Miami to beat Buffalo, 40% chance that happens, and then bang, you've got equity, right? Number two, you don't have to go to play the Ravens until the AFC championship game, and they could draw the Browns, lose, and then all of a sudden, you're hosting the AFC championship game, and plus 400 is now minus 180 or something like that. So, yeah. you know, there's there's definitely a pretty clear advantage, in my opinion, to betting Chiefs now. Just as a, I can be dead wrong, and I, this still could make me money, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like it doesn't kind of doesn't matter how well they're playing. Like that is probably going to get shorter, uh, and you don't have to do anything about it. Which I, which I tend to find as sort of the most appealing way to bet these markets. So, uh, among yeah. those AFC teams, like, <clears throat> it's more fun to sit here and pretend like you're looking at a crystal ball. And like, oh. Oh, what's the Browns this year? <laughs> right? I'm going to take the Browns, right? Like that's more fun. But the reality is like you got to play this more in the context of these. It's relatively well known. These prices are there's there's, there's good price discovery at this point. Uh, and realistically, like you need if you're making it a bet now, it needs to have you need to have a plan. Like you got to have a get out of jail plan at this point if you're going to make a bet on something like this. And honestly, for the Chiefs, like if you go down swinging with the best quarterback in the NFL, at four to one, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be like, "Well, that was a stupid bet." I backed Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and it's like you mentioned too. I mean, it's looking on a two-team race potentially. The Bills get knocked out. It's Ravens, Chiefs. And you're talking Dolphins, Browns, Jags, Texans, Colts, or Steelers. Like, you're not taking any of those teams against the Ravens or the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah Dolphins no, aren't beating anyone yeah. above five hundred. There's a realistic chance that. I think actually the most likely the most likely outcome, if you're going to ask me to predict the AFC, it is that the Ravens go. So the Ravens host the uh, Browns on uh, Saturday night um, of uh, divisional of divisional weekend, and then Bills host the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. Okay, that's probably how this goes. Uh, in that scenario, you, you, Browns can go to Baltimore and win. That defense is good enough. We know it. Like Flacco's Flacco back in Balto in prime time. Ooh, ooh, that'd be wild. Oh that'd just be God. cool in general. Um, this but is yeah, a like, revenge tour for this man. <laughs> yeah. on the sidelines. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, like realistically, like you're pulling for the Browns to knock the Ravens off in round two, uh, and at that case, you're literally sitting down Sunday night. You have four to one in pocket, and you're like, this is the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Here we go. Like, go beat, go beat Buffalo in Buffalo. We can do it. I mean, Buffalo. Here's here's like a kind of weird quasi point about this, right? I can't trust them. Bu- Buffalo scare you? Yeah. This Buffalo scare you them. at all? No, they, oh, they, they, oh, to play them? Yeah. Oh no, they're they're chaotic. Them? It's the Alabama, the NFL. Like quarterback, as I said, they're so chaotic. They're gonna give you seven. They're gonna go get seven. They might not score for three quarters. They might score two touchdowns and two drives. Like. You have no idea what you're getting out of Josh Allen, but he's probably going to score a rushing touchdown. That's probably your best bet. 
Yeah, feels yeah, but <clears throat> Josh Allen's hurt. Stefan Diggs isn't right. Uh, I don't know if he's washed or if he just isn't, isn't right. But um, the offense right now in Buffalo goes through James Cook. Um, yeah, he's been their best playmaker the past few weeks. <laughs> and Allen and Cook. Uh, you, you go to war with James Cook, I'll go to war with Pastor McCombs, Patrick Williams any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And I'm glad that we're on the same page here with the Chiefs because yeah, I feel like the Ravens' price has been passed. The best price you could have got has been long gone here. The bill scares me at this price. Considering they could get knocked out of the playoffs before even placing a plus 350. Uh, in Miami, not beating teams above 500. And you may love Joe Flacco, Drew, but I'm going to pass on that man and uh, spend my money elsewhere. Uh, I'd rather spend it at a mall uh, for sake. I mean, anything. Uh, but NFC, let's cover the NFC. We might as well. Um, I have to ask you. I've, well, I don't have to ask you about the Eagles anymore. I think we've. We've covered the Eagles at plus 550. I don't think we're either of them are willing to take Philadelphia here. But how about Dallas at plus 350? Because we, we can probably agree the Niners are the best team in the NFL. It seemed like that for quite some time now. Uh, Baltimore will have a different opinion on that after Christmas Day. But Dallas Cowboys have been sneakily very, very good all year, and they played everybody competitive, even their losses. outside. Of yeah. 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 Um... I'm going to take a – I'm not going to stop anyone from backing the Cowboys. I have Cowboys uh, in pocket. You're going Lions. Uh, from, I bet the Cowboys a long time ago. I don't even remember when or why, <laughs> but I have been taking <laughs> on them. Um, it and never works out, but – No, no. Hey, it might have been after – it might have been after, like, the uh, Cardinals loss, right? Like, a lot of people were like, oh, man, maybe the Cowboys – Oh, when you're all the way down on them. It, it, yeah, people like oh, they really they had like two blowout wins, and then they had like a little bit of a you know stub their toe against the Cardinals, and I was like, Meh, big deal, it's early, who cares? Like Cowboys are real; they can win. They they can still win the NFC East. They could be the one seed. Like I'm going to back them. Um, I don't feel super about them right now for a couple of reasons. Number one, the offensive line is pretty clearly banged up, and number two, the Cowboys' um, uh, defense has structural issues that Dan Quinn doesn't really seem to have the answers for, which is kind of concerning. Like they're playing boomer bust defense instead of Ben don't break. Right. They're literally playing like we're going to break. <laughs> defense. Like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like, um, and I, like. I think ultimately that's sketchy on the road in the playoffs. Maybe it's doesn't manifest until the NFC championship game in San Francisco. Um, but uh, depending on the price, I kind of would rather just take the points with Dallas in San Francisco because the market's going to overrate the, the, the specific um, game that we saw. Right. Like mm-hmm. what was that Sunday night game week five? Wasn't it like uh, like right around three? It was like a real juicy three, maybe a three. Like it was like three and a quarter. Uh, for yeah. the Niners and the Niners just blasted them and um, they you know the Cowboys have never really been able to shake the uh, we can't beat a good team kind of you know full you know kind of moniker so um, yeah. you could realistically get a big number on them in San Francisco and I'll probably take that um, I will say though that uh, the teams if not them who uh, yes, I who? actually have a pretty decent number on the Rams I don't like love them at 22 uh, but I think uh, Rams and Packers are interesting to me. Rams have to win this week to get the sixth seed to be that interesting because we need to go them to go to D- Detroit. Uh, but the Packers uh, certainly like Packers and Rams are interesting to talk about because they're more of along the lines of path matters for them the other way, which is for the Niners or for the for the Rams or the Packers to make a run. 
They're going to have to do it themselves. And if you're doing it yourself, you're going to be getting pretty sweet money lines at every step of the process, right? Yeah. So I look at like the Rams number and the Rams number is it's deflated because they're already in. Um, but you're going to get a pretty good price on them in the two, seven, three, six matchup. And then the one, six, one, seven matchup. And just parlaying those two is going to get you close to 20 to one. And then you're free rolling effectively in the, uh, uh, in the NFC championship game. Um, I don't think this is very realistic or likely, <laughs> but I do think that the market is basically told you that there's only one team that can win the NFC. And I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they are clearly head over heels, <laughs> the best team in the NFC. Sure. But I mean, we've mentioned this with Georgia beginning of the year. We mentioned it last week. Like taking the field is always a pretty solid bet because you're taking, you know, five, six other teams uh, to potentially knock off or just make it over one other team. But mm-hmm. I'll say this the Niners last year, Drew, they played the Cowboys in the postseason. They won game, that game 19 to 12. That was a slugfest, ugly game. Don't yeah. think the Niners would want to see the Cowboys again. That's two back to back years in the playoffs. A lot of motivation for Dallas on that end, too. Uh, so I just don't think like, – I can't get down with the Packers, the Bucks, the Saints, none of these teams. And the Rams could beat the Lions. If the Rams get a matchup with the Lions, Matthew Stafford in Detroit, like, sign mm-hmm. me up. Yeah. yeah. Narrative, sign me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not that far away from a couple years ago where Aaron Rodgers was the clear MVP. The Packers were the clear number one seed in the NFC. You know, the road goes through Green Bay in January. Good luck, everyone. Well, Niners win as a six seed. They went in there and they punched them in the mouth. Like these kind of outcomes happen. There is no yeah, super teams true. in the NFL these days. There's no super quarterbacks in the NFL these days. And, you know, if you want me to come up with 10 reasons why the Niners are susceptible, we could do it. Like Kyle Shanahan makes you know kind of bad in-game decisions sometimes. He doesn't have the aggressiveness in playoff settings. We know this, like there's countless examples now, uh, you know, they're a little bit fragile in terms of relying on a hurt Christian McCaffrey, relying on a, an injury, injury uh, risk Debo Samuel, having an offensive line that's beat up right now, having Brock Purdy, who only has uh, two playoff games in completion under his belt um, and a defense that has taken a step backwards this year. So, you know, like there, there are, you know, certainly um, reasons I think to, have take pause and just kind of say like something could happen to the Niners. Do they deserve to be the most likely by market without question? Yes. They're the best team. (laughs) They're the best offense. They have more ways they can beat you than anyone else. They have less flaws, but they're not flawless. Just want to point to the viewers. That was only nine reasons why. Oh, <laughs> not ten. No, it's good. <laughs> no, Home field advantage isn't very good in the Bay. Home field advantage isn't very good there. There you go. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Applaud. <laughs> I uh, I love that. I'm impressed, Drew. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a phenomenal cap, and I agree. I would take the field in the NFC. I think the value is on the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, okay. I feel like I got I got more intelligent today. I learned something, and I uh, have things to look forward to now. Next two weeks of the NFL betting wise and uh, trying to plan out how to free roll a couple of things. So thank you. And I hope all the listeners are saying the same exact thing. Um, and something we touched on is bragging rights in the AFC East, my friend, mm. uh, the playoff positioning. It's going to be on the line in Sunday night football. There's no place like the movie theater. 
The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. It's Josh Allen and the Bills traveling to South Beach for a battle with Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. The winner claims home field advantage in the postseason next weekend. So coverage of that Week 18 matchup begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. Bills, Dolphins, Bills were laying three points and got the edge in the futures market, uh, laying 160 AFC's champion on a plus 350 when AFC. We don't like it, though. That's what me and Drew and I said. But uh, it's time <laughs> to make money. Favorite bet of the show, Drew? What are you thinking? Okay, I'm going to go back to the uh, national championship game. Let's uh, go. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out a first-half bet for you. Uh, we're going to take Michigan minus three in the first half. Uh, I think that uh, the, uh, the big boys in the trenches for both sides for Michigan – uh, at full strength early in this game are going to be the difference. And uh, I think they can take a lead into halftime and uh, hopefully hold on for dear life. Yeah, I, uh, I like that a lot. I think Michigan finally has got that stench of not winning a college football playoff game off of them. Jim Harbaugh's bowl record was certainly not <laughs> impressive. Two and seven entering that game. Uh, and, you know, they got off to – they never led in the college football playoff also, Drew, in the two games they did play. So that was mm-hmm. huge for them to go ahead and get that. Uh, lead second third quarter against Alabama so yeah I think they get off to a good start love that play Michigan full game minus four and a half uh, is mine and the over 55 and a half I love both bets equally to be honest with you Um, I would say if you have a college football player prop market best bet is Blake Corum rushing yards take the over ladder it up to whatever you can get 125 150 and uh, if you have touchdown props, two touchdowns is probably a good play from Blake Corum. You're going to be getting Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry prices, um, but he is going to score probably multiple touchdowns and be, I think, the MVP <laughs> of the national championship. Ooh, is there a market Corum. up there yet? I haven't got one in Pennsylvania because my state sucks, uh, but I was going to text Brad and the boys <laughs> and they see what they think. One. Yeah, they would have one. Uh, but I think Blake Corum is your MVP bet uh, for Michigan. Obviously, if you're rooting from Washington, Michael Penix Jr. would be the clear uh, play there for the Huskies. Do you have any opinion on that, Drew, before we get out of here? 
Uh, I like Quorum because I think it, it's going to go to the winning team. Uh, <laughs> and I think he's the most likely winner. I was surprised. Yeah, I guess I was I was a little surprised. Uh, they gave uh, Offensive Player of the Rose Bowl to JJ over Quorum. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you I don't think you test. I don't think you want JJ testing this secondary. I think there's a little bit too good a coverage, too narrow windows, too much likelihood of a turnover. And I don't think you I think I think you see a little bit more conservatism out of the offense for um for Michigan. And I think you lean on your strength, which is your O line. So yeah, that that would uh, I would agree with you on quorum for uh, most outstanding player in the national championship game. Yeah, certainly should be uh the favorite, if not the runner up to that, run up to JJ McCarthy more than likely because the quarterbacks always get the shine, Drew. Uh, never given love to us running backs and receivers, uh, Shane. But another great episode covering college football, NFL, and uh, we'll have hopefully some hoops next week. Um, and you know what I want to do with you, Drew, next week? I'm going to tell What's producer up? Dan, we're going to do a white elephant, and we're going to get each other a gift. We're going to place a $10 bet, and I want you to give me a long shot gift, and I'm going to give you a long shot gift, Okay. Okay. You NBA Finals. I want the NBA Finals market. So, <clears throat> look forward to next week with you, my Ooh, guy. That's a tough uh, one, man. I gave uh, Dan and Raphael theirs today on the Rotor World Basketball Show. Another great podcast to listen to. And uh, I gave Dan Sixers versus Lakers for seventy to one. And I gave Raphael Thunder's versus Bucks for twenty nine to one. Those are my two white mm. elephant gifts to them. Ooh, those are fun ones. Yeah, so uh, you got to beat that next week. You got to beat okay. that next week. You got it, man. You got All it. right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. It's Von Delzell, Drew Disnick, and also our producer, Dan, behind the scenes, holding us down as always. Don't forget to check out NBCSports.com for all your help and all your wagers. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Enjoy your day. See you next